lawyer talk, off the record, on the air, at the 511 Studio C, that is 511 Productions. What is that, you might ask? Well, it's the place where such things like lawyer talk are produced. That's what happens down here in Studio C. Podcasts, production stuff, you know, stuff, studio stuff. Law. Legal stuff. Laws can be changed, can't they? Laws can be changed only with due discourse. But yes, they can be changed. Once you have your constitution and you make an amendment to it, it's a little bit more difficult to change. And those laws are more solid than a voted-in law. Am I correct on that? Or well, it's an interesting concept, right? I mean, it's, it's a, you start talking about a constitution. We've got federal constitutions. We've got state constitutions. Now, the federal constitution... You know, that is, I guess, the law of the land, but it's not a law like – so there's – what's law might be used generically. And then if the legislative body like Congress or your state legislature passes an act, you might call that a statute. Statute, not statue. Not the guy with the hanging dangle. The statute. 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 And that is a written law that says you can either do this or you cannot do this or you must do this or you must not do this. Those are laws. And those laws are if you break them in the criminal realm on state court, you have a punishment, whether it's a fine, whether it's prison or something in between. Some people wanted to make a change to our Ohio Constitution. Didn't pass through the vote. Yeah. So uh, some of our – was it legislatory? What's it? What's the word there? The uh, legislature. The legislature. Legislature. The legislature. I mean, I sometimes I just can't pronounce words. So, decided to make a law yeah. to to combat the change to the constitution. Now I'll tell you this. I forget what the issue was on on uh, the constitutional amendment. What was the big? I forget what the tagline was for it. When they were going to try to amend the Constitution to make weed le- or uh, marijuana legal. That's it. Right there. That was a surprise. Hmm. He, was, he was jumping ahead. Nobody I thought knew, we got there. Nobody knew the laws or what we were talking about. Ah, I screwed it up. That's all right, though. That's all right. So the cat's out of so the bag. So we're going ca- to talk about legalization of marijuana today. What we had was a – they were looking to make a constitutional change that did not make it through in the votes, although it was a very narrow miss on it. I do believe it's because they had a mascot called Weedy or something that was running around <laughs> handing out joints or something silly like that. And our legislation division decided that they would go ahead and change the law, yeah. which uh, amazed to me that our governor Kasich did sign it in agreement into law. Mm-hmm. And, and he, had, uh, he had been stated before the fact that marijuana will never be legal in Ohio as long as I am the governor. And then here we are. And now he changed it, and a lot of people asked him, why, 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 John? Why, why did you change your mind? Now, it was good news because he listened. He was uh, running to be the president of the United States, and he was on tour, I guess you could say. As he traveled around and promoted himself to become the president, there were questions and things that he was asked, and uh, families and people brought to them what, what meant something to them. And what he said was that I got more educated, and I felt the people, and I do believe this is the right way to go. In politics, they call that flipper. So he pulled when people up, yeah. flip their – they call them flip He flipped and I, I'm going to be okay. honest That's okay. If it, it was educationally and he, it, he, did it, he did it correctly. He did it and I didn't I – didn't, I really did not believe that he would. But they came to him with the law and they, they set it down in front of him and, and he signed it in. Now, with that, laws can be changed. 
constitutional amendments are stuck in gold. So if you said that this is the way it goes, that's the way it's going to have to go, and those are rules you're going to have to follow. Well, let me let me let me back up because you're right. In, in a lot of ways, you're actually so far so good. But I voted against the constitutional amendment. I remember I had the I had the that went to ballot. Are yes. we going to amend our Ohio State Constitution? Are we going to change the law of the land? Are we going to change what is written on the old yellow parchment paper as this is it? Things like you can't search my house without a warrant. We are going to create a judicial branch, a legislative branch, and an executive branch. We were going to insert into that mix. You can now have pot in Ohio. And certain people get to grow it here. And certain people get to grow it there. And certain facilities. Can, it, it, was, it, was, it was basically a statute cloaked as a constitutional amendment. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, that, that was my two cents on that. But you're, you're, I voted against it for that reason. A lot of people did. And maybe Kasich was hearing the hue and cry here saying, man, this was really close, even though they really wanted to do it in all the wrong way. There were a lot. I voted against it as well. Um, after a while, I kind of thought I was like, maybe I should have voted for it. Because once again, in the law, let's say we get a new regime in. Let's say DeWine comes in and he's like this. Kasich was off his rocker. And he decides that, nope. We aren't doing this. That day, right then and there, he can shut it down. No, 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 no. No, no. no. So no. here's the thing. This is – look, for all the people that hate Trump and for all the people that love Trump, let me let me just say, and this will apply for Kasich, DeWine, or whoever else, maybe even – Cordray. Fornia. Oh, yeah. Governor. Anybody else who takes the helm in that regard in the executive branch, you don't make law as a president, as a governor, as anywhere else. And this is the big thing, right? I mean, certainly it would be disingenuous to say that the president or President Trump doesn't influence law, particularly if his party, that is the Republicans currently, are in control of Congress. And they are the ones that actually write and legislate laws. They pass laws, but the president does not. Now, what the president can do is veto laws. And if, 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 by the time this – if something happens and it doesn't go into effect or there's another problem or something, whatever it is, and they want to pass a new marijuana law, then a new governor can say, I veto that. Or if the new governor is dead against pot because he or she is just, uh, you know, you know, like the old 50s pot movie. Well, people got put on to, to write the laws. They had to get boards. They had to get – you know, go through. And I, I went to a number of meetings – and one question that was asked and, and to a point of how it was answered, it was answered by the owner of Apex Criticals out there, great Johnstown, Ohio business, um, manufacturing. They manufacture extraction machines for, uh, for cannabis to get the oils, the extracts. They can extract CBDs, THC. And one of his statements, Andy Joseph, said was, if you're scared you'll lose your money, do not invest. He said, you could get into this, and at any point in time, the way the laws are being written, it can be changed, added to, or subtracted from. That is true. It would take another act of Congress, though, It takes, or the, the General Assembly in Ohio. Ohio, we call our, our Congress General Assembly. So the General Assembly would have to meet, debate, and write down and amend the law. So, for instance, when I started practicing law, you could drive with a .10 blood alcohol content. Now it's .08. The General Assembly got together with hopefully careful studies and lots of good reason decided, yeah, 
108 good enough. It's got to be 08. And they may, you know, there's talk of them lowering it. And in different times, at different times, that can happen. It can happen with the, with the marijuana legalization. It can happen with the speed limit. It can happen with all sorts of things. Now, the question is what actually influences it to happen? That's where lobbyists come in and groups that want the law to change for some reason or another start lobbying, which is French for talking people into doing something they want them to do that is in their best interest to do. Lobbyists get paid by people whose interests are being served. It's totally lawful. They can do it. They go in and they say, but Jared, you're representing our district. We love weed, but we don't like it this way. We like it a different way. Can you change? Please start pushing a bill forward on how it should look, how it should be done, how it should be grown, what should happen. And my big problem was with the proposed amendment, you didn't get to do it that way. And to make an amendment to a constitution requires a significantly greater effort than it does to just change a legislative law, just to change a general assembly. All right. I followed through and brought in multiple printouts that I would do of what the proposed law was. And then it would go through, they would make changes. They would propose, they would make changes. Initially, you could only eat or vape the product. They were only going to be <coughs> selling extracts or they were going to be selling edible items. Then a law got changed to that to where you will be able to, the dispensaries will be able to sell flowers. So the actual buds, the weed. So when I hear flower, I should think bud. You should think bud. So when I hear like. Because that's the flower of the plant. Kind the, the bud. bud yeah. Kind bud. Yeah. You know, rose bud. Any kind of bud is the, is, rose is, bud. Is, is the flower. All right, now we're at uh, Orson Wells. And so in, in that effect, I would go to these meetings and, and there were senators there and people and they were taking questions and going through. And one of my questions was, as a store owner in the vapor industry, what products are you recommending that they use to vape their medicine? And the answer to me was they did not have an answer. They they didn't even know what the product right. was out there. That they're, they're you mean by what product? Or, what, what device is going to vape it for them? Yes. Right. You know, I do not believe that there's going to be Gestapo's. You have your medical prescription card. You went to your doctor. You went to your you, – you got your medicine. You came home and you're only allowed to vape it or eat it. You can vaporize dried bud. There are different devices that are built to where it doesn't combust the product. And in smoking and anything like nicotine, really the what is harming your body is the fact that something's on fire and you are sucking on the other end of it. Well, that's true. Um, but not, not entirely true. Not like entirely. If you're, if you're smoking tobacco, that's a car- the tobacco leaf itself has chemicals that cause cancer, right? Or at least that's what the, that's what the majority mm-hmm. thinks. Once they're burned, and once they're when, once once you turn that once you, once you, you light it and light it on you fire, don't, you don't even have it. to burn it. I can stick it in my mouth and chew on it, and okay. it'll cause cancer. But if I burn it, here's what here's what I've learned. Here's what I, I've surmised now through my non-scientific exploration, which is me just listening to people talk over time. If if you burn it, it creates inflammation in your human tissue. By inflammation, I mean it makes it raw or makes it uh, inflamed for lack of a better way to define it, using its own word. And the inflammation creates an environment that's very conducive for cancer to grow. So smoking tobacco basically gives you a greater likelihood, I think, of get, of inflaming tissue and therefore uh, contracting contracting cancer. Well, I mean, what is it? Is it carbon monoxide that gets produced whenever you're burning? 
right? Or am I wrong on this? I, I think it's the heat. I think it's the – well, maybe the, I think it's the heat that – does. and now they're saying like if you drink a lot of coffee or you drink a lot of dark – it's like there's that component of it, which is why they say, you know, like the foods we're eating now, if they, if they cause a lot of inflammation, you don't want to eat it because it's giving your body a susceptible environment to get cancer. You know, we're gonna, we got a guest coming soon who's going to tell us all about this really soon. So these uh, senators cannot give you any information. Well, or this was this was at the point in time, and and I had to look into it. I, I sell vaporizable devices, and THC does. You do not have to combust the plant to get it to it, it, for its effects. For its effects, you know, really, you know, three hundred degrees won't burn it. So on that right there, they've been making changes. They've been going through. And we were supposed to September 8th, was it the 18th? Is either September 8th or 18th is whenever things were supposed to be, have gone through and opened up. Uh, we have a few grow operations right now in Ohio that are up and running. A number of other ones have not passed their inspection or gone through on there. Uh, Johnstown themselves had a whole idea for a, a medical marijuana campus, yeah. very similar to an industrial park that is getting built. And they had plans and they had investors and they had worked really, really hard on it, you know, down to how much water do we need, the electrical source will need, the security will need. And they had a plan. Well, what happened was you can only – you have to – if you wanted to get in this business, A, you need a lot of cash and B, you need to stay with it and, and, and watch what's going on because one day's law was changing until they had said this is what we're going with. Well, the problem is they needed they had a chicken and an egg. It's like you had to you had to put all this together, not knowing, not knowing, because the law wasn't even written yet. So they they were like they were like trying to propose what the law should say. What we were proposing in Johnstown was a larger facility, it was like seven hundred sixty thousand square foot of grow area, which is more than the license they handed out for the whole state. So once they came through with the size of grow and how many you could have, it changed everything to where we couldn't open a park because there was no need for it. So they've got a lot smaller on there, and then there's a whole debate. There's multiple stories, Steve and Bill, that we could go with. Oh no, here. no, I'm, I'm, I'm and, and, and I don't want to try to run off on 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 too far on one side. I'm like a kid ready to jump up and say, "But I know something. I want to ask more." Mm-hmm. We got a lot to cover. There's a lot to cover, and just uh, I guess we'll go to it by why we decided to throw the mics on and start talking about this. Was that I was watching the news and I was telling you guys a story. And they were like this, we're going to go to Zanesville now and show you inside of one of uh, our new medical grow operations. They've been there for over a month, and they started their seeds. They have everything marked, and they start to show these footage. I'm sitting there with the remote control in my hand, and my lovely bride, Shorty, walks out, and she looks at me and laughs because I had a look on my face. Like, what kind of look? Of utter disgust. Oh, so you weren't looking at what they – so I, let, me, let me first get a picture in my mind. In my mind's eye. Of where I hit pause? Of what we were looking at. This is a news report of sorts. It's a news report. And they have cameras showing marijuana in the growing process. They do. So still, seeds still, planted. Still photos. They were showing still, oh, still photos. photos. Still photos. Yeah. And they showed the – this was one of the smaller grow operations rooms and I, you could see but. Now, is this like a like – I'm picturing like all white with scientific robes and all sorts of stuff or no? Is this like a mm-hmm. basement grow operation? It looked like a very nicely set up basement grow operation with taller <laughs> ceilings. <laughs> right. uh, they had the fans on the wall. They had the lights up and they had uh, their tables 
and they had the buckets, which uh, were the same size bucket I used to use. Well, hold on. Not to be flip about this, but you know a thing or two about growing marijuana. I, I have. I have, I, ha- I, have, I have cultivated. I like to think that lawyer talk off the record, on the air, whatever we're calling it, can stand on its own episode by episode. But we did a whole series on stuff like this. Um, the Belinsky Chronicles. The Belinsky Chronicles. And you, you, you have some expertise in this area. Enough to get me in trouble with the government. It happens. It happens. Or it happened in it, the past. It did. In the past. So I'm watching this, and I've got this look on my face. And I was like, one month? Those seeds are one month? And I just was not... So it's a, I would not approved of one of my co-conspirators doing that if I walked into... I, I just maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was pausing. I'm looking at photos on there. I mean, they should be professionals. They should be the pros. But as I looked at it and what they had going on, they had rock wool, which is a good starting medium to start your plants in. They had them wet. They put their seeds in it. And I've read through the laws. This is more. This is definitely more in depth than any non-legal grower is doing. You have to register, and the reason that you can get good videos and cameras and footage. Everything has to be recorded. It has to be recorded in, in documents. It has to be recorded by video. Sort of like lawyer. Sort of like the 511 seed. Sort of here. like that. So when you plant a seed, you have to document what the day you planted it, where it went, and then you have to have a camera running on it. If it's a live plant, there has to be a camera on it at all times. All right. Well, that's just good practice. That's I good practice. Well, for multiple reasons. You know, it keeps people from being shady. It's like you started 10 seeds and you're like, yeah, but we only got three of them to start. And you're like, nah, watch the camera. You got nine of them to start. And then there's so this where guy the that at? came in in the middle of the night, and he grabbed one of them. So if you put two ounces of water and, and mixed in that water was your different breakdown of what you're feeding it with, it has to be documented that plant 1-3 at 2.30 a.m. on Sunday, March 15th, was fed this. It's sort of like health care. It is. Everything's run through and documented on there. It's, it's, it's medicine. I mean, that's science, we're, right? We're growing medicine. I remember doing a science experiment. That's the kind of crap you have to do. You keep a log every time you go in. You do this every time you out. You log out. So I wondered how they started the seeds because I see these strangly plants and they're really thin. And, and when, I, when I looked at it, I assumed right away I said they had their light too high that because it is, it is trying to grow at a rapid rate where it should have been down. The leaves should have been thicker and more outside of the top where the neck is. And you're going to need that for future support of the plant. If it starts branching off and breaking out and you've got a thin stalk on there. So as I'm watching this, and then I looked at their setup, and I really was just – I wasn't that impressed with what I saw. So here's what – this is an interesting concept, right? I mean we've got this all over the country. And maybe we might have even talked about this on the Chronicles at one point. All over the country, we've got marijuana getting legalized. And, I, and another topic I want to talk – I was going to ask you about this too. On the way in, I heard this. I was listening to uh, one of the talk news shows, and they were talking about big tobacco. And they said, soon we will have big marijuana. But all over the country, we've got these people who are coming in and producing plants, growing plants. These are the experts. Well, how do you think they got an expertise in this? I mean, these aren't the people that were growing beans – Yesterday, these are people who've been growing pot their whole lives. They get good at it. And from talking to you, I mean, there's a there's a nuance and an art and a, and a science that all have to mix together at the right time in the right place. Maybe even a little bit of luck that it's all got it's all got to work. But 
if you don't have those people doing it, they're they're reinventing the wheel. I mean, it, it's it, it doesn't. I I do not know where their 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 cultivators came from. Uh, that was one thing that when we get into it is how the state picked who gets the licenses. They hired an outsourced company to come in. This outsourced company ended up being one man. Uh, they turned down uh, Apex for his medical marijuana license for uh, no experience. Well, I hate to tell you this, guys. Nobody in Ohio is going to have experience on legally growing weed. Very true. It, it, yeah. it doesn't exist. You don't have any experience. Now, yes, I do. You just he, don't know about it. <laughs> he's got multiple years of experience of the industry because he yeah. builds extraction machines. So he's got this big plant out there that he – an extraction machine. He built it for a different purpose, but it's been repurposed by like – I just want to make sure everybody understands. He, he's doing this lawfully. He wasn't – No. He wasn't yeah. extracting weed in Ohio before we were going to um, – He is making machines and shipping them out. Shipping them off. Now, yeah. he can also extract like hops and, and lemon yeah. juice. Or, yeah. you know, it kind of started out as an extraction for essential oils. Yeah. You need some peppermint. And, and to his story that he has told and I've heard is that lavender machine that he made was the one that worked well with cannabis. Mm-hmm. He started getting companies that were buying multiple machines in California. And he says, Man, you, you guys, guys like laugh. You guys extract a lot of laughter. <laughs> and I think that their response was the chuckle that you gentlemen just let out. And they were like, well, you know what we're doing with this. So he was working at his garage and then he built a pole barn. And now he's got a 40,000 square foot manufacturing facility. I've made a tour of it. I have Steve, too. You have too. We went out there. Really neat place. Now I'm going to tell you, that's right, Steve. You were, we did. We did the whole tour yeah. out there. I'm going to tell you, there was a big sense of pride, not just because of it felt like America, the the welds, the the the, the crew that he has working for him. Some of these machines, Bill, Bill, you haven't been there. Uh, you would be able. This room that we're in now would be filled and, one and, machine, and they are sophisticated things. I mean, these aren't like. How big are these things? I mean, this is like, he can make them different sizes. He can make them as big as this table. He makes he, them that wouldn't fit in this room. I mean, it, it, it looks like they have flex capacitors. I mean, yes. There's tubes everywhere and stuff going on. And I was looking at it. It's like, I can't follow this. And these cylinders and the, and the welds and the craftsmanship that I'm going to tell you, I welled up with a tear in my eyes. I walked in there knowing that this is where I live, that this man built this company, that he went to the board. He went to our village council, and he, and, he, and he talked with them. He said, I just want to let you know I'm looking to build this building, and I manufacture extraction machines. Ninety percent of my business is done through marijuana. I don't extract it. I don't, you know what I mean? And they're like, well, what do you, what's your plan? He's like, well, I'm going to need to hire about 50 more people. I'm going to build this facility. And they're like, so you want to bring jobs here. You want yeah. to pay more taxes. You want to build a building, they were like, we're game. We are on. Right. We're on with it. And he has worked close with the council. He has worked close with these growers out of Hawaii. And he is – so he got turned down. Now, one big thing on that was the gentleman that was doing the picks got paid to pick them out, which means that you had to have certain things. Now, the laws may have changed, but when I was reading them and going through them on there, you needed $500,000 for, for, for a grow operation. You needed $500,000 liquid. You needed a $1.5 million bond or an escrow. Now, you can't bond it because it is federally illegal. So you put it, you get into an escrow account. Now, that $1.5 million is sitting there with that the state has access to it to where if you default happens. or something happens, they pull from there. Yep. 
then you need it. So the $500,000 liquid that you have, I, my estimation, it would cost you about a million dollars to really get the, the set up. Well, did you have to have anything built or just a plan? or a... You had to have a plan. You had to show that you had the property. You had to show that you had the five. You didn't build it the $500,000 because that was their estimate that you could build a gross site for $500,000. Gotcha. So once they gave you the permit, they knew that you had $500,000 liquid. They knew you had one point five, two hundred $200,000 for the license. And that is renewed every year. So every year wow. it's $200,000 and it was a $20,000 non-refundable application fee. All right. So that tells me, let me just be Joe Jeez. Citizen here. Let me be Joe Citizen, Mr. Skeptical of all government activities. Follow the money. Because if you're gonna, if you're if you're a state, call it uh, Ohio, for instance, and you want to bring in, you want to legalize marijuana for some reason, whether it's wholesale use, or or, or what I talk about is recreational use or medical use or some other limited use, even if for that, and you are going to bring in tons of dollars then for the state. You certainly would recognize that. There's a lot of sales. There's a lot of uh, taxes to be collected. There's a lot of jobs to be created. There's a lot of stuff to be purchased. And there's going to be some incentive, I would think, to sort of keep it local. Why not let the local state residents do this? That's how it started. That's how it starts. But but since it was a law and you can make changes, it didn't make changes. And so changes get made in big marijuana, I'm guessing. I'm just guessing. I'm already – Maybe I'm Scott's lawn care is getting in the game. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like now you start talking yeah, about Scott's lawn and, care and, and Mary's and they're, yeah. they're, They just ran up to Canada. Yeah. Because just a few days ago, and why across not? the board, they legalized marijuana. Like they've been growing Canada. grass their whole lives. And that's sort of a pun. I'm supposed so to be this funny. young gentleman, this guy out in Johnstown, is up against big companies. He's up against big companies, but I will say this he's doing very well for himself. And I have talked to a number of employees and people that work for him. Uh, majority of the higher up is his family is that he takes care of everybody. He is not a greedy man. He is a man that is sharing the wealth and what has come to him. He has decided that this is, you know, New Albany, Johnstown is where him and his family are from. And he want, he, he if nothing else happens, I, I, I'm a great, I'm a big fan of his. He is a great guy from what I've met at meetings with him. Very personable, easy to get to. And any employer or anybody that does any work for him is feels greatly rewarded and they are glad to work for the man he got turned down due to lack of knowledge which he knows multiple very large grow companies because he sells them so a product he had the investors i mean he could produce the liquid cash like he, he had, had the invest he had it he had was, it good to go he was he had all the criteria what he didn't have was whenever we were going to do the big area he needed investors on that uh, what had happened was that we knew that we couldn't build it that big, so he did not need investors anymore because there was a building there that he was looking to purchase. Now, that building did get – is going to be a grow facility. It's not going to be his, hmm. and it's right down uh, – Sportsman's Club Road. You okay. were talking about yeah. that earlier. Your daughter had a had a, had a, a track meet out there. So as you, dro- you drove right past this building. You Probably know did. There. And off the way, there's another one. And – so just recently, you've got THC, you have CBD, and you have so much more in this plant that the studies were not able to be made in the past, and they're being made now, and they are finding so many different elements that are in this plant of health and use. The Balenci Chronicle started 
because I walked down to talk to Steve, my dude, number one attorney, about CBDs. I have multiple companies that are getting with me, uh, uh, CBD Meds, uh, Hemp Lucid, uh, the very large companies that are selling CBD products, not THC. It uh, has medical benefits, uh, does not have the horrible side effects of getting high. And I was wondering about this product, and they're like, no, it's, it's, it's legal. It's legal, bro. They're, I'm talking to salesmen on the phone. I'm like, he's like, well, I'll let you talk to a conference call with the owner. And he's like, no, it's legal. And you should always trust a drug dealer. Right, right yeah. of course. Well, I because they know the law. Yeah, they know the laws. They're especially cool. the federal regulations. So on they were like, "We have a whole law force, you know, team that works on this." I said, "Well, can you send me the information?" Which I downloaded, I printed off, and it's a lot of legal needs that some of them was confusing me, but I understood it. I really did. I thought maybe I wasn't, but as I read through it, I kept finding things that were like, "If you get caught, this is your defense." Now they had linked it to an ag bill. And it was a. It was more for studies and schools, and it was a. It was very, very it's, gray. It's interesting because I, you know, you brought that stuff, and I and I was looking at this ag bill, and I sorry to interrupt you, but it's oh. like, I I've talked to others in the business since, who I respect a lot, and by the business like people who are pro marijuana, people who think marijuana ought to be just recreationally permitted and and let the government regulate it, and I've talked to. They, the the industry, at least from one guy's perspective, who who is very well known, and we're going to try to get him in here, he said, no, the ag bill is it, man. I mean, the CBDs is clear, clear as day that you can do it. There are people that read that, like, you can have CBD oils because of the ag bill says so. And as you put, as you said, it was like, I read this and I was like, well, this talks about like studies and, and research and development and like labs and schools and stuff like that. And people are trying to drive a truck through that. So sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but it's funny how somebody can look at a, a, a No, that's why I came to you. And a, that's, that's, like language like that. That's why say, I, I sat down and me, you and Jeff, and then we we're looking up laws and you were going through and we read through all this paperwork. And I, I at the end of the day, it was a class one narcotic class one, right? My class well, one. It was scheduled, right? Scheduled, they they scheduled, called it a schedule. They said if one. it if it was akin to the cannabis plant, or if it, how do they say that? If it if it were in the same family as mar- as the marijuana plant, for lack of a better way to say it, then it, then the DEA had issued this sort of opinion paper through their agency that it's we're going to arrest you for it. It's, and, it's a crime. And you told me this. You were like. I had, I, had, I had ordered it. You can walk into my stores right now. There's none in my store right now. I had ordered it, and that's when I got sketched. I got scared, yeah. and it was setting in there, and I came down and talked to you, and you said, Jared, as your friend that's an attorney, sell what you have and don't buy anymore. As your attorney, take it off your shelves. I never put it on the shelf. Because you're not doing research I, or well, school I, or... You know what I mean? I, I don't want to run the risk. I, I don't want to defend myself. I sat down here to find out if it was legal, then I'd go. Well, well and then there was a change to that ag bill, yeah. to that hemp bill, to where it was once again Schedule 1. But now we have rotated once more with our federal laws. Yeah, this is this is like happening now. This is happening right now and it looks like it's going to get signed through and it's going to go through where they are going to federally legalize CBD. 
Yes. Now, in that, that means that Walmart will be selling CBD products. That means that that any place that, that my vape stores could sell the CBD gummies, I can sell the CBD vape, and I could sell all this. It's going to screw up the business now, for people like you. Well, here's, here's, here's one thing on it is that with our Ohio medical marijuana laws, even though it is federally or looks to be that it's going to be federally illegal for CBD, it will not qualify in Ohio. Because Ohio's medical marijuana laws does cover CBD, does covers THC. Uh, So now we are being regulated by our local government, and they cannot allow outside products in. So every other state that lets it go through, and that was the other thing. There were multiple states, or 17 of them. That had changed their to the, their constitution. I think I think it was Georgia, and Mississippi, and a, and we read through them all. There were 17 states. Ohio was not one of them. So I, I sat down and 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 at the end of it, I was going to listen to Steve. I already knew the answer. I did. I I don't have a lot of grief, but I, I do decent on deciphering through and reading through this paperwork to where I was like, this is this is a farce. This is, this is not true. I I could get in trouble. Now, at the same point in time, right downtown Columbus, there was the uh, CBD Botanical Garden Store, and all he sold was CBD. And I once again, I watched a news program, and they went down there, and they were talking to him, and I was like, he is just boasting this right there on the news, and he's selling it right here in Columbus. And a lot of these, once again, salesmen, which were trying to convince me to pick up their product, I I didn't want to carry the product because then people come in, and they're like, well, so... I have, I still to this day have a number of people come in my store and they're like, you got older, usually yeah. senior citizens. And they're yeah. like, you got that stuff there supposed to make my back not hurt. And I'm like, I'm confused on it. And then they'll bring up CBD. And I'll be like, no, we do not carry that. Now on that end, my guys and me, I'm not a doctor. I, I, I cannot guarantee you that. And this stuff is expensive, man. Yeah. To get an edible liquid, to get 30 mils of it, it's dependent on your strength. But a medium strength is like $200 a bottle. How long would that last if I had back pain? Man, I, Who knows? I'm not a doctor. See, right yeah. now, here's See, the no, that was That it. was it exactly right there, right. that you would come in, you're looking to invest $200 in my store. Or you're going to buy four gummies for $50. Right. And to be honest with you, my markup's not even that good in it. So it wasn't, a, uh, it wasn't all that enticing to me. To, to where the markup was at. And then you spend $50 on three gummies and you go home and you eat these gummies and you come back and you're like this. You know what, man, I spent $50 and it did nothing for me. Maybe now some people, it, it would help. I I, tr- I tried some of it. I, 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 it did put me to sleep. I have difficulty sleeping. and <laughs> But that was the thing on it is that it made me very drowsy. Well, here's the thing with it, though. Here's the, here's the, like, you came down to my office, and I get this periodically. Like, uh, give me an opinion on whether I do X, Y, Z. Is that going to break the law or not break the law? And, and, I mean, here's the lawyer talk half of that, which is often the answer is maybe. And often the answer is I don't know. And there's really two questions we're trying to figure out. What does the law say? And if it's ambiguous, then what are they really doing about it? And at that particular time, we had information that the DEA folks locally were going around dropping cards at people's CBD shops saying, hey, guess what? Gig is up. Now yeah. we say it's against the well, law. Well, that's why I came to you because then, I'd got it. I brought you a copy of the letter and you knew it wasn't fake. 
And Jeff knew one. There was what, what did they call it? There was a task force. Yeah, it was one of the task they, force. Guys. I knew. Who, task, I think I even knew the guy. You, you, you knew they brought in their card, and it was out. This was in Lancaster, and some other areas in Southern Ohio, where they walked into a vape store, and now nobody went to jail. But what did happen was they got a cease and desist letter. They're not allowed to sell these products, and they went through and confiscated all their product. Well, look, we are now. What is this? October eighteenth, two thousand eighteen. We're sitting here. At five one one, that was back in what February, probably January, February of two thousand eighteen, and then I run into you at the home show of the fair. That's right. And I and we we chatted for a while. We walked around for a while. And then we split up. And then I ran into you again. I was like, hey, just by the way, go check over there. There's these people peddling this stuff at the home and garden show, and it was all being done in like uh, like multi level marketing type stuff. Here, sign on. You would get your own customers. You'd have your own downline. You would do all this stuff. And these people are just banging the table, and they've been they've been fed this line at that point that it is all perfectly lawful. And I and I, I looked at the woman. I was just like, "Have you guys researched?" I mean, they, she didn't know that. I, I went after you told me. I went and talked to her, and no, well, she she wasn't even incorporated. They were selling pillows, so she was like, she doesn't even have an LLC. She was like, she's yeah. probably like uh, used to like Amway. So she was yeah. into that stuff. She's like, I'll take this product on too. Why not? I got I got my downline already. I'll just start peddling it. And she was like, no, 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 it's legal. And she brought that that ag bill and everything to me, and I kind of broke it down. And I was like, I'm not here to argue with you, but I, I'm in this industry, and no. So it was a risk and a chance that people were taking. I'm sure they weren't arresting people for it, but here's where I'm at, man. I, 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 I love Westerville. That My store's in Westerville, and I really do. I think it is a wonderful community, yeah. and it's a good community. And the community cares about themselves and each other, and I don't – want to sell something that could possibly be illegal in that community and then get the black eye. Then they come in and let's say a task force comes in, they take it from me and it, it makes the police beat or it makes the news well, and I mean, there's talk I, I out I think there. anybody who's listened to Blinsky Chronicles, I mean, I, I think by now knows that, look, I mean, this, this is what it is. You did what you did. It was, but you actually took, you had the wherewithal, unlike the person at the show, unlike the person at these other shops, unlike these people that are just running with it because they think they can with their heads in the sand, you actually came down and said, look, I don't want to put a stain on the community here. I don't want to get a, I don't want to get people in trouble. I certainly as hell don't want to get myself in trouble. You know, I, I don't do that anymore. And now, uh, you know, you've got a, a viable business doing other stuff. What should I do? And we researched it, and it's it's amazing to me. We called the one company. We even called a company, and you know what they said? It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Don't worry. You want us to have our lawyers call you? I was like, yeah, I'd like that. Uh, I don't think that ever happened, but. The, some other owner or partner ended up calling me and emailing me this whole set of documentations. And and I looked at it and I called you up and I said, listen, I haven't spent the two hours it's going to take to read all this garbage, but I can tell you exactly what this is. This is them trying to convince me that their lawyers think that it's legal without telling me that they don't really know. And they, there was a decent argument or at least a colorable argument that I would have been making in a courtroom to establish that the stuff was still was lawful. But there was an equal argument the other way. And guess what? When you're arguing with the government about whether something's against the law, you probably lose. Well, I would have customers come in and ask, do you have CBD? And then I would very nicely kind of break it down to them. And this is what I told everybody, my guys. We're following our legal counsel, and we've been advised to not carry this because of repercussions that could come through. It is a schedule. And they're like, no, 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 it's not. And they, I didn't want to get in an argument with them, so I would just be like, instead of saying, yes, it is, no, it's not, we've decided not to take it. Recently, 
because the number of phone calls and people that would stop in asking for it for a while was on a huge uprise. And, you know, as a salesman and I have a retail store, people are looking for a product and it's like, yeah, I sure would like to have it. Yeah, I mean, I've got great a, if I, sold I don't, that. I don't, I don't make a living off of Coca-Cola products, but I have a Coke cooler in my building because they might be thirsty and they, I might be able to make 30 cents there and 25 cents here and you add it up and that's how business works. Now I get people that come in and ask, and I'm like, no, we don't have it. And they're like, they take it from you? I'm like, no. Uh-huh. See, there see, you go. And then they start telling me about where they used to go. Well, I used to get it from here, but, man, I guess they came in and took. Now, once again, nobody said anybody's gone to jail for it. A minimum order from the company that, that wanted me to sell from was $7,000. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so the last thing I want to do is spend $7,000. Have somebody come in and take $7,000 from me. And, you know, I hope that it works and I hope that it's all real. But then even on the prices that I was looking and I've watched shows and documentaries on how CBD is, is helping these children with, with seizures and, and people are moving to Colorado and they are, they're uprooting their families so that their kids and people can get treatment. But what I've also found in these studies that I've personally done is that there is a waiting list because to properly get this right CBD is – takes a long time. It takes more plant. It's easier yeah. to get the THC. And then I see the prices that they're charging where I'm saying $50 for four gummies. They're saying $250 well, for four gummies. And this is the problem that, that so people So is it run just into. a little bit and the rest is snake oil? Yeah. I mean, this is the problem. I mean, it was a, the, and it's still the problem even with pot, I think, is we're going to look back on this era as the wild, wild west snake oil people because we don't I, I, I don't I'm not a scientist, I haven't studied it, I don't know for sure, but like with C B D oils, if what you're saying is accurate, that the people who really get it by for for their medical needs from suppliers who are in tune with how to do it right, what to sell them and how it's gonna work, it is it works. And it, but it's also very expensive. Um, and then somebody else can come in Ohio and say, this is CBD oil. It's the same stuff you're hearing about on TV and sell it to you. It is unregulated, I guess is what I'm saying. So for the DEA to come in and say, and by the way, let me just say this. If the DEA gives you a letter that says, if you keep doing this, we're going to come take it away from you and charge you with crimes, they probably will. They will. <laughs> they probably will follow up. If you keep doing it, follow up. They're not big on threats. No, this isn't a threat. This is a <laughs> fact. We're going to do it. So I'm, I'm talking to these guys on the phone. I'm like, well, look, we're getting these letters. Well, yeah, but here's uh, – I'm like, all right. Now, this isn't to say I don't believe in your product of its medical viability. That's not it at all. But if I'm looking at a client, friend or not, and they say, what do you think about this? I'm going to say, well, the DEA said they're going to take it. Guess what? They're probably going to take it. Now, does that mean you're going to get charged with crimes and convicted? Maybe. I would advise you don't do it. If yeah. you don't want to be a, if you don't want to be Mr. Guinea Pig in handcuffs in a courtroom in federal court, don't do it. Wow, that was me doing my due diligence before I carried a product because I didn't want to get hit with that. See, I feel good. Gave you the right advice. But so now I'm hearing the law. that the federal government is going to say yes, you can sell all the snake oil you want. Bill, you know the concept we're talking about here. What's that? So the, as I understand this, federal government, all the snake oil you want. State government, nah, because, you know, six weeks ago, CBD oil, Fed, it didn't exist. Now Fed say yes, state says no. We got a federal law. State says no state because law. they want you to get your – you can't get your CBD from Jared. You can only get it from a licensed dispensary. Mm-hmm. 
And that so, makes sense, right? Because the federal government is saying, wait a minute, here's the problem. You got the snake oil guy coming around and saying, get your elixir. And they're doing it with some marketing techniques that make people a ton of money. No, the federal government's giving the okay to snake oil. That's what oil. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, but they're going to regulate it and say it's got, I mean, I presume <clears throat> that's what happens, is that once the federal government gets its arm in it, they're going to try to regulate. Ultimately, this is all going to the FDA or through mm-hmm. the medical, I mean, this is going to be a To a point, you walk into GNC and you buy their, their supplements, none of, of those, they're not, they're not FDA uh, approved a or regulated. And a ton of that stuff sort of skirts these same things that we're doing. I mean, look, it's, it's happened with all sorts of, quote, supplements that turned out to be amphetamines or uh, other things. They just call it by a different name. They change a chemical compound. It's not scheduled. It turns into a supplement. Get, next thing you know, some athlete's pissing dirty because it showed up on an Olympic, and they're like, wait a minute, what is this stuff yourself? And it, 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 the way it's bottled and labeled is, is gets very dicey. And I think the Wild West times we're living are, are just have to play out. There's just no other way around it. But when you get a situation where the feds are saying, yes, you can do it, the state is saying, nah, then you have this weirdness about it. So that can happen. States can have more restrictive laws than the feds, but they cannot permit things that the feds don't. Now, what's the irony of that? Weed. Weed. <laughs> right? yeah. It's like yeah. they're doing it, right? But it's, it's happening anyway, and that's just about who's enforcing what. Now, what I predict will happen is eventually – Remember the old constitutional law concept, Bill? Which one's that? Preemption pre- of the field. The government is probably – the federal government is probably going to preempt the field. Preempt the field means their regulation is going to become so the, – the federal government is going to take over here. Correct. And, and basically permeate this whole industry, both marijuana and CBDs if, to the extent they're the same but, or to the extent they're different. They're, they're going to permeate everything and take over. And eventually the courts are going to say, all right, it's just a federal issue. And it, it, it'll just have to be handled that way. And then the state regulations will end up – they'll all becoming very consistent, sort of like with, the – With the feds. Sort of like the current drug laws are now. And I, I don't really see any other way around it. Like states don't schedule their own drugs. The federal government does that. They have their schedule. And sooner or later, it's got to be that way. Otherwise, it'll just be chaos. And you can't transport right now like Oregon – one of the first uh, states to legalize medical and legalize uh, recreational, started out very well, had, uh, had dispensaries, had grow businesses, had businesses that were doing well. And then all of a sudden, uh, Oregon decided, you know what, we're going Oprah Winfrey. You get a permit, you get a permit, you get a permit, and everybody gets a permit. Everybody gets a permit. So with that, right now, they have a surplus of over a million pounds that is – once again, because like, like they're doing here. That has to stay in Oregon. That has to stay in Oregon. And a lot of these dispensaries that were successful businesses before are now going to have to go out of business because they can't give away some of the product. Well, the, look, it's, unless it's, the Fed stuff in and say look you can't. What look what happened with liquor, all right? I mean, it's, a, it's like liquor is, is going to be the parallel. I mean, liquor is a drug. It's the same thing. But it, we've created a whole – we've had amendments on liquor. We've had like federal amendments on liquor. We've had uh, – regulation on liquor that it's it's sort of unique to its own. And this, I'm curious if this ends up in that category or if it ends up in more like medicine category, because here's the thing. It's weed. People smoke it and I, and I don't, or take it or ingest it. And I don't have any problem with that for recreational use. People also claim 
probably accurately, that it's got a medical purpose. So you've got this weird thing going on, right? I mean, what's the last big thing we had like that? Opiates. You know, it's like there there was a medical purpose, at least presumably, for to alleviate pain. Doctors were given a full green light to go prescribe and treat pain because it was uh, it was it was politically correct for whatever reason to do it. And now it's back. It's backfired. I, so I think everybody's going to be very cautious about how this goes forward. But you can't deny that this is actually a substance that has medical value. You can't deny. No, you can't deny it. It's there. That, and that, the more research that's allowed that it can take place, the more we will find from it. And then people take it to get high. My my theory, though, all the time, whenever people are like, when are they going to legalize it? They should legalize weed. I would always say this: It is too difficult to tax a tomato. Could you imagine that if, like, everybody, there's, I mean, John's, there's tomatoes, neighbors got tomatoes, you got tomatoes, you might live in a condo and have a a tomato plant. What if you had to weigh all the tomatoes you grew every year, and then when you filed your taxes, you had the tomato tax? Hmm. Well, I grew 15 pounds of tomatoes this year, so I owe you this much. Well, that tax would be... Well, hold on a second. What if you grew 15 pounds of tomatoes and then sold them at the farm market? Now there's sales tax. There's a sales tax. Yeah. If you sold it, yes, right. there'll be a sales tax. Well, that's what you're doing with pot, right? If you grow 20 pounds of weed, I presume that you're not going to smoke all that in one sitting, so it's going to get sold or shared, which is the same. So it's what's going to happen is the same thing that always happens: abuse. <laughs> you know, it's like Correct. The, there's going to be a black market, just like there is now. There's going to be, as uh, I have found, that trading marijuana for an oil change or for services for anything like that is considered selling it. I was like, well, I didn't sell it. He, I gave him some weed. He gave me a pair of shoes. You bartered. I bartered. Well, you know, that's 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 selling. Turns out that's trafficking in drugs. That right? is, so it turns I, out. It just if, if anybody out there listening doesn't know that, it does. And it's the same thing as like, look, if you buy something from Amazon and you don't report the sales tax, I mean, you're supposed to. So I, I run into do customers that come into my store too, and then they will maybe the talk comes up. and They're like, when do you think Ohio is going to legalize it? And I'll say to them, well, they did. No, no. It, it, it is kind of amazing to me that how many people that live in Ohio do not know about this law. I don't know how they don't know. Well, it's gotten a slow start. I mean, there was there was some drop-dead dates that really sort of came and went. And nobody really thought anything about it. And then, I, like you said, they, they, well, this is back to the original story, which is now they're starting to show a grow operation with what I saw there, my guess originally was that we would have product on the streets. I, 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 my date was Christmas Eve. Now, then I looked at the plants they had there. Now, there might be another operation I haven't seen photos from. If we're in the middle of October, man, it might. they probably won't have any product. because It's going to take them three months from, from start to finish. And I'm not so sure on how the laws work for staggering. Uh, if you're only allowed to grow so many plants, are you allowed to have an extra amount in germination? Yeah, because, can you overlap? Because you have to overlap because it takes, uh, you know, about one month to vegetate your, your plant. It's going to take two months, 60 days for, for the bud to come through. Now, depending on the variety, some plants like tomatoes, you have the early girls. Well, you got to – there's, a, there's a, street, uh, a strain called early girl on marijuana that – it doesn't take quite full two months. Some, like uh, sativa plants, will take a little bit longer. So you're going to have to grow in a way, and that's the other thing. You always have to have 50 pounds 
of medicine accessible. If you got if you got the permit and, and this is something they could fine you for or take your license away, you always have to have 50 pounds on hand. Well, how does that happen if you regulate how much you can grow? So in other words, how does that happen if, say, I my plant dies? I mean, how many extras am I allowed to have to get to this spot? Or can I start? Yeah. So the whole thing, like you said, laws, this is why, frankly, I was completely uh, thrown or I was completely turned off by the constitutional amendment notion of this because what it really needs is a statutory um, – it needs it really needs regulatory uh, coverage. I mean we need like the – in Ohio it would be like the director of health to say here's how this is going to go down or some other director of some department that will promulgate rules, not even statutes, but rules by an administrative body that can say here's how you have to do this. And if you follow these rules, you're cool. And the reason is those rules can be made and changed as needed. And if you create a rigid structure like what like what like they've the, tried to do, it's all premised upon stuff that nobody knows about. No, I, I agree with that. That's that's why I would prefer the way. I, that's why I felt this was the proper way to go through with it. Even though I think they started small on the amount of permits they 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 gave out, they have already said and they said it from the beginning. If there is a larger need, we will implement more. And isn't it true? I mean, did, I heard through the grapevine, maybe even you, that the initial sort of, uh, I guess the initial amount of weed they were going to allow to be grown was woefully inadequate for what- Well the, inadequate. Yeah. I mean, it was just, there's no, like there's no no way that once they start dispensing this stuff- I don't have them with me now. We could always do a 10-minute add-on, a correction. Oh, we're going to have this a whole series. That, that fold, remember that, I had that binder that yeah. I came and we, we put up on the projection. That was whenever- I was talking with the people that were looking to do the Johnstown Medical Marijuana Campus. And one thing they needed was investors. And these investors, and you can't go to Uncle Toe in Pittsburgh, you know what I mean, and have them give yeah. you 250K because you're going to have to show. Now, see, that's one thing. It might be federally illegal, but the IRS has got no problem getting their cut. Federally sure. illegal, but federally the IRS wants their Well, that's cut. true of everything. That's so true of everything. you go steal $100,000, you owe $100,000 tax. So, yes. Yeah, so, so they wanted to know where it came from. And I came here to you and through my days in the country clubs, through some of the people that I know, I knew some people that might be investors. I was able to put together a team that was that had liquid $18 million. We needed $50 million. Now, once again... It wasn't any of my money. I was just introducing Tom to Bill to to, to get everything together and just brokering and, and the deal. I was brokering the deal, and with that, I they had all agreed to give me a a percentage for. And that was one thing I I came to Steve. I asked him. I said, "Can I even get in this game?" So we're sitting down at his desk, and and we're going through all the laws that once again it was proposed laws. They, they even on the paper said draft, draft, draft. Draft, right? You were seeing, and that's what they were they were soliciting people to provide information and applications on laws that didn't exist yet. And so I'm sitting there, and, and he's looking through, and he's like, Jared, I'm going to be honest with you, they're not looking at federal cases. He's like, everything is local. They intentionally left off like federal drug drug cultivation offenses. It, it, it wasn't on there. So whenever they were doing their picking, they decided to uh, go to hire a, a company. This company ended up being one gentleman. And me and my father were watching the news, and we hit pause and rewound it and looked at it, and this was blowing us away because this came out on whatever channel of news we were watching, that the company they had hired was one guy, and he had a P.O. box off Sawmill Road. 
he was from Pittsburgh. He had to start a company here. He had to rent a house, and the news knocks on the door, and they're like, he left here, hasn't been here. He got paid $150,000 a pick. That's when I hit pause. I was like, he got paid $150,000 a pick. Like a pick of who he's going to have grown. Yeah, like whenever he went through the files and he went and saw the property. and was one. That. So for each pick, which was, I do believe, I could be off here, but I think it was like 73. Yeah. So he got paid $150,000 times 73. And, uh, That's pretty good money. And you only paid $20,000 non-refundable. Right. Application. Application fee. So as I was watching, I hit pause because... As a business owner, I'm in a meeting with my guys. I'm like, all right, Tom, you got everything together there, so you're going to get the picks done there. So uh, what do you think uh, we should pay you for each pick? $150,000. Yeah, go F yourself, and I'll give you ten grand. How about that? All right, there you and, go. And uh, that's where I would stick $150,000. They said, sure. So now there was a multiple, and I can't remember the name. He's the boy band in Cincinnati. He was he was a big player whenever the for the Constitution. Um, we'll get his name in a minute. He's married to old Jessica Simpson back in the day. Uh, Anyhow, they got turned down. They were yeah, some of the people that but they built hard for the amendment. So they hired, they got their attorneys to look into who's making this picks. In 2009, he got picked up, federal charge, cultivation in Pennsylvania. This guy. The guy that did all the, the picker, picks. The picker. The guy that, the, the, the guy that, yeah, so they were I like mean, this. So they went through and they were like this. We want all everybody he approved. We want it thrown career. out. Yeah, this is we a big w- we want now. we want a do over. And and their fight was, I can't believe you hired a felon. What is Ohio doing? This guy is a felon. He can't be picking who's going to grow. And they that was their fight. Which I understand you got to pick a way to to battle it out. But I took a time out. I wasn't mad at him. I was mad at myself because I was like, I should have tried. That could have been you. Yeah, that that could have been me. And I can't really say that. Why would we put somebody else to pick these growers than a grower? Of that course, right? because who's going to know? You know, what I mean, so whenever he talks to these people, he is going to do a better vetting process than just you know. I mean, sure, it's, wh- like, it's wh- like Tom Hanks. Catch me, remember the movie? Or catch yeah. me if you can. It's like they hire the forger to help fix uh, catch all the forgers. That's right? what you well, need. Of course, that's what you're going to do. That's, so Ohio, at the end, you know, they they took it to whatever court they took it, and they were trying to get all of his picks thrown out. And they said, now Ohio's backing on that was a, we hired him, he picked, we're sticking with it. They're like, if we threw all of these out, we'd have to re-go through all new applications. People would want refunds on their twenty thousand dollars. We already spent. We would have. We, they already spent. They spent more than that because they paid the guy one hundred fifty thousand dollars a pick, right. and they it would have set them back to where it had been no chance of December or January of this. Year. Of this, you know, I mean, well, January would be nineteen. Then, so it's it's like this, original sin already. Right? It's the corruption is. All, the, 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 I'm not going to call it corrupt. I'm going to say the specter of corruption is there. And but one thing, once again, Steve made the right call. Because he told me, Jared, it looks to me, and there was a lot of paperwork. Yeah. I mean, it was thick. He's like, looks to me like you can go ahead and, and get into this industry because they're not looking at federal. Well, it totally showed that they did not because that they admitted that they did not know he had caught a federal case for cultivation. And, but he probably sounded very intelligent, sounded like he knew how to grow weed. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And... He, I have known people that have cultivated in Ohio that do not live in Ohio because they left to go where they could do it without Yeah, the I mean fear. they yeah, you could go do it for you could go for, do it for a job for a job and and you could go do it. So, 
I'm sure that he had buddies that didn't get busted. Sure, yeah. I'm sure he did. And he's like, this is a bunch of crap, and man. He, I could have done this. Well, now he's like I this. Yo, man, if I approve you, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he grease the palms a little bit. Yeah. No, that's right for here's, – here's, here's what we got to do because this is a topic. You know, I've been holding this one back here on Lawyer Talk for a long time because I know – I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface. We still got to talk more about CBD. We still got to talk about more federal aid. The quicker we talk about it, as, as fast as we talk about it, the federal the, – they're making changes. Then I got, we got to talk about, like, how do you get it in Ohio? How is it going to be dispensed? And then beyond that, what does an – Drunk driving or an OVI case look like in Ohio if you're cruising around with weed in your system, even if you're not high? What does full faith and credit? What if Indiana says no and Ohio says yes? I've had clients come in here and say, yeah, but I got a medical card from California. I look at him I was like, I dare you to tell Judge so-and-so that in your case tomorrow and see how well he or she likes that. I do believe it's 220 doctors have taken the class. It's a class that you have to take with the state, and you have to get an approval, and you have to get a license to be able to recommend or prescribe medical marijuana. On there, they had a list of symptoms and and things that that would be approved. Now, it has grown a lot, and a number of people come to me like, well, what do I got to do to get a medical card? (laughs) I was always like this. It's easy, man. Just get AIDS. (laughs) because they kind of at the beginning it was like aids it was it was it was you had to be on death's door now they have added to that one thing they didn't have on there that they have put on there i'm very grateful to ohio for doing it was post-traumatic stress disorder i mean look because i do believe there's a lot of men and women in the military that 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 is if nothing else i've talked to so many veterans so many combat veterans and I look, I can't even begin with the privilege that I have to comprehend the plight that they have gone through and what they live with and how it's what it's like. But um, they, a lot of them are helped by this stuff, right? A lot of them say, look, man, I, it helps me. And I, VA I, hospital right now is uh, post-traumatic stress, uh, the, the, the mushrooms, and, uh, and uh, it was GHB, the ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are testing that and using that. Yeah. Well, here, here, here's what we got to do. We got to wrap it up. But we're, up. We, we are, we are, we are done. But for today only. I here's what I predict. Today's a new day. This is right. a start. This is a start. Here's what I predict. I'd like to talk to a veteran uh, who gets help from it. I'd like to talk to um, your boy out in Johnstown. I'd like to talk to my guy who has been one of the critical proponents of legalization of marijuana. I'd like to talk Your to guy you. Your guy and my guy know each other. Yeah, I know. I've seen do. them stand there and talk to each yeah, other. Yeah, I know <laughs> they do. So I'd like to maybe those guys together. We get in those a panel. guys together. In here. Um, I would like to get the beard involved. See, we didn't even say it. The beard's not here, damn it. He's not here. He wasn't snoozing everybody. He's not, yeah. He's just been very quiet aside. today. But uh, he's at the pumpkin show, or was. And then he stopped at Rennick's. He went on, I don't know. Anyway, he's not here. I'd like to get his input on this. And. I think it's going to be an ongoing revisited topic as Ohio enters this brave new world of pot or weed or CBD or whatever you're going to call it. So anyway. A seed-bearing plant that was given on us to, to, to use. You know? I mean, it's, it's Earth's, it's, it's Earth's it's medicine. God's, it's God's gift. And, and <laughs> you know, as, as you continue to watch the proverbial seed grow 
I'm curious to hear more of your criticism of how they're doing it. It's like there's a nuance to this that nobody even knows. They're making up as they go. Because obviously I, that place in Zanesville is not looking too good. For well, me. I mean, it was some pictures on the news. And, you know, I don't know if they're all. All I know is that, in my personal opinion, I would do it differently than the way they had it set up. I saw their tables and the, their arrangement they had in there. And more than that, I saw the seeds that they were putting together. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they got uh, – maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But I, I do believe that mine would have looked better. Uh, I have no doubt. So, lawyer talk off the record, on the air, going green until now.